a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, at least over the age of 18, welcome back to the WrestlePlug YouTube channel and podcast if you're listening to us on audio platforms. And don't forget, if you are listening to us on audio platforms, you can do so via any of your subscription needs. So wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to us via audio. So if you don't have the time to watch us, you can listen to us on the go wherever you may be. I'm Aaron X and joining me is Kyle Wilkinson. Welcome back to the pod, sir. Uh, night to WrestleMania, buddy. It was uh, it was something. It was quite the mega spectacular, wasn't it? My God, I'm I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm also furious because I had one thing I wanted and I didn't get it. Where is my Canadian World Champion? I'm not happy. Not happy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, let's break into it uh, rather rapidly as I know that you need to get to bed far more than I do. Randy Orton versus The Fiend to open night two of WrestleMania. And what do you know? In five minutes, 50, Randy Orton hits an RKO and gets out of Dodge because Alexa Bliss is pissing black tar out of her forehead. What happened? Um, <laughs> what happened, mate? Um, Biggest letdown of the night? I'm just, I'm still confused, honestly. I don't, understand like is the jack so, i thought the- is this so people watch raw this must be so they have something for raw because they gave us pretty much everything else you could ask for you know other than you know i mean obviously not everybody's favorite is always going to win but it, you know everything else delivered in what it was supposed to deliver in some sense or another <sighs> i was just really perplexed because it was incredibly short um, and I don't understand why that is. And I'd be very curious to know whether maybe he was working with an injury. Maybe they, you know, they have other ideas. Maybe that's going to be the main event tomorrow. I don't really know. But Orton just hits an RKO while he's distracted in the Sister Abigail by Alexa Bliss, who admittedly looks fucking incredible. The entrance was great. The pyrotechnics, everything going on around them, the special effects that they did use were fantastic. But I'll tell you what. Once they couldn't rely on the special effects they've been using on Raw, they really fell at the final hurdle. And that's the problem when you have a big WrestleMania like this. Do you know what they should have done? They should have just gone with a cinematic. Yeah. But I think that's where The Fiend excels because you can do all that stupid, carny bullshit that we all have come to love and associated with The Fiend. Like the Jack of the Boxing was really cool. The entrance was really, really neat. But when the entrance is the coolest part of the match, there's kind of an issue there. So I'm hoping maybe tomorrow night, like you say, they'll give us something, anything, because that just kind of left a poor and confused taste in my mouth, and I don't like it. Not to start off WrestleMania. Like, they also announced, didn't they, WrestleMania Backlash. Not just Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash. Which, I get the premise. The idea is going to be at the next pay-per-view, the Backlash from WrestleMania. So maybe, what, three or four weeks down the line, we're going to get a pay-per-view, probably in the Thunderdome, I don't know. But ultimately, I feel like the feud should have ended here. This should have been the grand finale, WrestleMania. It's where new feuds begin and old feuds wrap up. And they didn't do that. Um, So I understand why people are disappointed. I genuinely thought they were going to have something else later in the night. And instead, they just had a recap, and that was it. And I thought, oh, that, that genuinely was it. So 
got that wrong got that one wrong sorry ladies and gentlemen I, I was really disappointed to be honest I really was and but like you say you have to go and wait and see what happens on Raw so I'll be watching Raw I'll be covering it for the YouTube channel in the new quick fire format hopefully I'll have something good to talk about when it comes to that because the show is pretty terrible anyway so anything that's going to give me a hook in terms of watching well you know, <laughs> that might just be it. Uh, the women's tag titles were on the line in the match that, let's be honest, nobody wanted to see. <laughs> These were the last... And speaking opponents. of terrible... <laughs> Do you know what? It wasn't the worst match I've ever seen, by any means. But no. it was. It wasn't worthy of WrestleMania. And it wasn't worthy of anything other than, you know, a mid-card match on a Raw. That's all it was. And the fact that it's Tamina and Natalia, and, I, I mean, it says a lot that the crowd, credit to them, they were hot for Tamina. They were really behind her. And I thought, wow, like, because she's awful. Let's be honest. She is. Don't get me wrong. Nobody wants to empower women more than me. But I have to be honest as well. True equality means that if women are doing shit things, I say that too. And I think Natalia is a really poor worker. Not Natalia, excuse me, Tamina. So Natalia did some good work in the match. I just don't care about her. She's got zero charisma. Um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax retain. There wasn't really much to talk about here other than the fact that Nia Jax uttered you ain't shit on a live microphone, <laughs> which uh, is the highlight of her career so far. You, you, I will say one thing about Nia Jax. People shit on her, but I'll tell you what, she done half keep providing great quotes. <laughs> Ow, my whole... Yeah, nothing's going to top that. No, like she's she's... She's money. Put her on a commentary position. Just be a... I want her to just be a smarmy piece of shit on commentary every week and just completely run people down. That's all I care about. But, you know, anything else you want to add to this? Um, Where the fuck was Reggie? They fucking bailed on Reggie, didn't they? It's the grand stage of them, grandest stage of them all. It's WrestleMania. The one thing this guy can do is impressive flips and jump around and fly around and stuff. And so what do you do? You don't bother using him. Great. Pointless. No idea why. Oh, well. Nice to see Shayna Baszler and Ajax retain. Uh, the belts are pretty shitty, but at least they're winning matches and retaining it instead of just, you know, dropping it willy-nilly. Um, so they feel reasonably good from that perspective. Now then, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, got us back on track because the first two matches were very much like, what the fuck's going on? This isn't nearly as good as night one. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out and basically do what they do best. They have a Ring of Honor-style match while Logan Paul looks like a complete dipshit and then Logan Paul gets in at the end, makes the grave mistake of putting his hands on Kevin Owens to raise his arm in victory, and Kevin Owens gives him what was, frankly, more a fucking snap cutter than anything else, but he did give him a stunner, and Logan Paul, to his credit, took it like a G. So, yeah, um, although his, his, you know, insertion into WrestleMania was ultimately very pointless... Uh, considering especially what Bad Bunny did the night before. But you must have been pleased, you know, two of your countrymen going at it once again, putting on a really stellar wrestling contest. It was really difficult for me to choose who I would want to win this because yeah, I, just love, baby. <clears throat> I just love them both so much. I mean, it's probably like 51-49 towards Kevin Owens just because, you know, KO's incredible. He's been probably an MVP of this, along with like Oscar and... Even Roman Reigns, like they've just been an MVP of this era right now, the Thunderdome oh. era and shit. Because KO's been doing great shit this entire past year. And, you know, second year in a row, he gets a, I mean, I guess you can call it a big win on the WrestleMania stage. It's a win nonetheless. Bringing Logan Paul in, you know, he's got, what, like almost 16 million YouTube subscribers. That could have brought some people in. So I understand why 
he got stunned, like stunned because we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. It, cheap ploy, cheap grab. Yeah. Them, you know. Bet you it worked. Bet you hundred percent it worked. Oh yeah, no question, no question. And Kevin Owens, to be fair, was amazing. And his energy during his entrance was everything to me. He was like fucking roaring. He was ready to go. I think he's the most underappreciated superstar they have. I genuinely think he's a main eventer, but they treat him like a mid carder. But everything he does, the way he wrestles, the way he carries himself, the way he cuts his primos, the way he gets his heat, um, everything is main event level, world-class caliber wrestler. Truly one of the all-time greats that will probably never go down as one of the all-time greats. And that's a shame in many ways. Um, Speaking of which, speaking of people who, you know, let's be honest, should be going down as all-time greats, but are woefully underappreciated. Sheamus versus Matt Riddle for the United States Championship. Sheamus picks up the United States title in a... Well, if JR was here, he most certainly would have said, what a slobber knocker. He's not dead, although he may as well be dead to us because he's now commentating on AEW. And frankly, he looked kind of dead. Um, <laughs> with all due respect, this was great. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. I love this. This was physical. It was violent. Now, people are obviously going to highlight the botch because it's not technically no. a botch. No. Like, they botched no. it from the top right. But like I said on Twitter, if you honestly think that it's a bad thing that Seamus opted to, you know, from the top rope, he basically had him in white noise. He could tell that he was going to slip if he fucking went with it. So he jumped off with Riddle on his back, essentially, and then delivered it in the middle of the ring. And the crowd didn't shit on it. They were a bit like, oh, okay, fair enough. We were expecting a bigger spot. However, that, that level of professionalism, that's why he is what he is. Nobody works fucking harder at this than Seamus. This is a guy who had a career-ending neck injury, just like a lot of other guys, but he doesn't get the sympathy or the love for it like other people do because they don't play on it in his storytelling. He is fantastic. I would much rather have him as the premier mid-card champion over Matt Riddle Diddle. I have no interest in that fucking moron. Why are pigeons coming out of his feet? No idea what's going on there. Um, but it was a good match. It was physical. Great in-ring prowess. And that fucking rising knee lift he gave him was brutal. You know, Riddle walking out of a nice little war wound, blood coming out of his mouth, probably bit his tongue for whatever reason, but it looked sick. And this was Sheamus's M.O., Oh, I'm on pay-per-view. I'm going to show you that I can put on a fantastic match and I can make it look fucking real and fucking physical. That's what Sheamus does. He makes this shit look good and he makes it look real. He makes it believable. Sheamus would fit in in any era. He's that good. Now, can you imagine Sheamus mixing it up with people like the Attitude Era? <laughs> fucking. I want to see him versus Dr. Death, mate. That would have been special. I'm just imagining him hit a bro kick on Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman would just die. And it would yeah. be the coolest thing. But, you know, new champ, that finish was yeah. Um, yeah. something different. Like you could say something different. We've seen it before in NXT, you know, but I think doing a bicycle kick is a little more difficult to time than a super kick. Yeah. Definitely. Because, you know, you can do a snap super kick, but, you know, bicycle kick, you got to put a little more timing and work into it. He caught him right in the oh, chin. No. Oh, lovely. Really love that. That had the most physical, hard-hitting moves of, like, out of all the matches, this had the most exciting spots for me in terms of what they could do. Spots like that just are so hard to accomplish, and they did them with such an incredible nature to them. I thought it was great. It was hard-hitting. It kept us on track. I saw a lot of people moaning about how shit this night was, except for the main event, but I think that's something there. I think after the first two matches, they really got themselves on a level very quickly and very nicely. And to an extent, they continued that in the Nigerian drum fight. <laughs> I was 
wondering what kind of stupid carny nonsense I was going to get. And I got Nigerian drums, which nobody was drumming on. So basically what this was, was a street fight, but it had some green drums at ringside. And of course, every Nigerian warrior's favorite weapon of choice, the kendo stick. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the ever historic representation of Nigerian warfare. Yeah. Yeah, talk about stepping up the tradition. Um, you, you know, they couldn't help themselves. Uh, the, the whole gimmick is that Vince loves a prop, right? He turned everything into a prop. I remember John Moxley saying it on the uh, Jericho podcast. Ah, oh, such good shit, you know. That, and it's true. It is. It's so true. Prop city. It was embarrassing. Um, just very, very, very frustrating. Uh, but the match itself was actually quite good. It was really physical until the return of Darba Kato, I've never seen him before. No, WWE's account in the commentaries. Wait, who is that guy? Look at the size of it. And by the way, the state of your jacket, mate. What the fuck are you wearing? It looked like, you know, when you go on eBay and you can get fancy dress alternatives to proper cosplay things and they're like $20 and it's like kind of like just like a pullover costume. That's what they look like. It looked cheap. They look trash. But he helps Apollo Crews capture the IC title. And frankly, from a booking standpoint, I think this is great because... Big E can now move away from the mid-card, and now he can be a credible contender for the Universal Champion going forward because they're on SmackDown. So he could possibly get away from this spot. And also, Apollo Crews now gets the opportunity to step up once again and be the mid-card champion on this brand. But because he's got the hokey gimmick, you know Vince is going to love him more. Ah, you're a, you're a gimmick. You're a new age wrestler now. You know, like <laughs> a wrestler now. He's a now he's a superstar. And he'll probably push him more because of that. And obviously having Davicato at his side means he's probably in for a pretty decent run. Kind of feels like the, shall we say, well, I was going to say the ethical alternative, but it's not. It's just another alternative, isn't it? So AJ Styles on a mask. <laughs> that feels like the ultimate clash, actually, of big guy, little guy tag teams. But um, yeah, no, you know, Polo Crews being mid-card champion, I think is good for business. It helps elevate him. And I think in the long run, this will help elevate Big E as well. And he did feel like a star. He came out big pyro. He had Wale sing his entrance. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought all round, even though some of the facets of the match, like Darvacato being involved, weren't my cup of tea, I still feel like it accomplished what it was meant to do. So, you know, the mission was accomplished. It was just a rocky road that we took to get there. And there's a big pop for Big E when he came out. We the people love him. We mm. all love him. He's so entertaining. And now, like you say, now that he's lost it, he can move up. Maybe a contender for Money in the Bank. Maybe get him to hold that for a while, potentially. Choice, yeah. Not not fuck good. that up. Yeah, let's not fuck up Money in the Bank this year. WWE, please. If you're gonna put please. it on someone, make sure they keep it, please. <laughs> yeah, that please. That'd be great. I'd love it if Otis won it this year. Oh, yeah. But he's healed no. now, so he just feel like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got to tone down his oh, yeah's. Um, although he's still doing his hip thing, even though he's a heel, which I think is quite sweet. Um, yeah, no. Decent match, I thought. Decent match. Now, the match that, obviously, I was most excited to see that I thought was going to steal the weekend was Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair? Oh, wait, no. Charlotte Flair's not here because they thought she was pregnant. <sighs> However... We did get Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw title. I'm so used to saying Charlotte Flair. She just happens to be in the main event every time in that regard. Um, But actually, not having Charlotte Flair in this was a benefit. And that's coming from her biggest fan. I think this was good. I think that also it will really help long term, I think, when it comes to Charlotte Flair as well. Because 
you know, she missed a WrestleMania. It might keep her, you know, a little bit more fresh. People won't be as worn out with her when they do see her. So Rhea Ripley steps into the fold to challenge Asuka for the Royal Women's Championship. I've seen a lot of people saying this was boring, saying this was slow, saying this wasn't very good, saying that it wasn't even near. I thought it was just as good in a different format to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was physical. I thought it was hard hitting. They went for a pacing choice instead of just crazy amounts of spots. Um, Rhea Ripley, megastar, absolute megastar. Great look, beautiful, hot, alternative, just the evolution in every sense of, you know, the women that came before her, like Lita, the alternative women. She's just got something so special that you just, you can't put your finger on it. She's just got it. And um, the it factor. And yeah, Asuka doing what she does best. Once again, going in there, selflessly putting somebody over, even though she's had a shit build up, even though she's been Raw champion for the better part of a year, it, it's been a really poor run and not because she hasn't done good things. She had that great rivalry with Sasha Banks and Bailey, and obviously the breakup of the Kabuki Warriors because Kairi Sane went back to Japan. And But they've just they've just completely neglected her the last few months. She's been an afterthought, and that's really such a fucking shame when you consider how special she is. But she still goes out there, puts on a great match, and makes sure that Rhea Ripley looks great as she is crowned the new Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, I I think I enjoyed Sasha Banks and Bianca a little more, but that's I not to say I did... that is. <laughs> no, but that's not to say I didn't enjoy this at all, because I think you've said it already, but Rhea Ripley has star written all over her and now you know she's beaten oscar which you know it lost a bit of its luster when oscar lost to charlotte at 34 mm. so it's not quite the same but still you're beating the mvp of the entire company since the pandemic hit and that's huge and now Rhea finally gets her wrestlemania moment that was uh, as far as i'm concerned taken away from her from last year because i still don't think charlotte should have won Sure, it might put more eyes on the product, but it, in doing so, it sacrificed Rhea Ripley. And I didn't think that was fair. And now she's come in with this crowd, beating Asuka, and now, who knows, maybe she can come out, and before she says anything, Charlotte Flair can come out, and then we can get these two again, and hopefully have the right person go over. Yeah, no complaints here. thought it was a great match. Um, like you said, during the match at the end, they really are you know, changing the guard and pushing some of the younger talents. You know, Bianca Belair, young, beautiful, powerful, SmackDown Women's Champion. Rhea Ripley, what, 23, 24, young, exceptionally beautiful and powerful, again, Raw Women's Champion. Um, it just, you know, it just feels like they really care about building stars for the first time, dare I say. Um, the main event, these are already very, you know, affirmed stars. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> aggravated i'm so aggravated so of course the great triple threat danny Bryan shouldn't have even been in this sorry i don't get me wrong he was fantastic because he was kind of the wrestling glue that held everything together but he didn't need to be in this he didn't but i don't discount how good he was in the actual match the match was fucking amazing roman reigns successfully defending his universal championship mm. against my boy Edge and Daniel Bryan, I was desperate for Edge to win. Can I just say straight off the bat, the one probably my favorite moment in the entire night, Edge's entrance. As soon as his music hits, that place exploded. It sounded like there was a full house in there when he came out. It's the biggest pop of the entire weekend. It was fucking phenomenal. 
Um, you know, they've tried to kind of play him off as a heel and all that. And you know what? Nobody gives a flying fuck, mate. He's fucking over like Rover and he deserves to be. It was oh, so good. His ring gear. Oh, my God. Oh, the white. Oh, there was so much white exactly. ring gear tonight. And oh. wrestlers in white, I think, is my favorite thing. Yeah, Edgy's ring gear. That is the best ring gear I've ever seen in my life. His jacket was so fucking peng, mate. That white and red outfit. I was like, oh my God, you look like a fucking G. You look like a god. And the match was fucking fantastic. Edge had that violent rated R style to him, you know, from back in 2005, 2006, 2007, that kind of era where he was just mm-hmm. smashing people's fucking skulls in the steel chairs and not giving up fucking macking out with Vicky Guerrero doing everything else he fancied doing in that era and just being a psychotic and I loved it and the way he just fucking snapped you know there were moments you see this is very clever booking I will say this because even though Roman Reigns retains and I think that's a mistake because once again they they're not learning the crowd were booing him for the majority which is fine because he's a heel you're supposed to boo him this time round, so mission accomplished, I guess. I genuinely thought they might cheer for him because, you know, he's turned now and all that, but um, no, <laughs> same old, same old, same old. It never changes, and ultimately, I think it's a big mistake, especially when this is your first show after just over a year, having Roman Reigns retain. There has to be something good and huge coming out of this, and you've also got to make sure somebody gets the rub. Now, you know, all those people banging on about Edge coming back, saying, oh, fucking veteran, clogging up sports, taking up a sport, shouldn't have won a Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. He went out there and had one of the best matches I've seen in the last couple of years in WWE. He just did. Everything he's done since he's come back has been world-class. He hasn't had a bad match. Every promo has been spot on. He's gone to NXT and put over talent. He's done everything that is needed from a wrestler, whether they be 27 or 47, to make sure that everybody around him is brought up to his level. That is the pinnacle of what a great champion is. And to be fair, Roman Reigns was fantastic in this match. Loved the spear spot where they both went for the spear and collided in midair with each other. Thought that was fucking great storytelling. But I'm just... It's not even I'm angry, even though I wanted Edge to win. I'm just slightly disappointed because I feel like if he didn't lose it here, it's probably going to be a while still until he loses it. And you could see them going another full year, going all the way through. And then you think, and that's the thing. I don't want to get worn out seeing Roman Reigns as champion. You know, Roman Reigns has been great up until this point, and I'm sure he'll be fine for a few more weeks or months, but... Don't just fucking let it go on and on and on to the point where people are like, oh, great, it's Roman Reigns. Oh, great, here it comes, Superman punch, blah, blah, Because that's what happened last time. You've got a fresh new outlook on Roman Reigns. You've got a fresh new character. And he is over as a heel. And he's a dickhead. And we all want to boo him for actually being a dickhead, not because he's being shoved down our throats. Don't spoil that by going back to this tried and tested formula that frankly got him into the hole that it did in the first place. It's not his fault that fans shit on him. It's WWE's fault for not booking him properly. He's in a perfect position here. But everything around it was great. Jey Uzo getting involved being a dickhead was fantastic. The spots where Daniel Bryan saved Roman Reigns from tapping and then they both had the yes lock in on him was fucking incredible. And then he headbutts um, Edge and then Edge snaps and fucking violates him with a steel chair and then Roman snaps and violates both of them. And he used their emotion against them to recapture or retain, should I say, Universal Championship. It was world-class storytelling. It's just slightly disappointing. What were your thoughts on it, mate? What do you think of this main event? Um, this was 
a little weird to me, honestly. I really, I mean, I wanted, but excuse me, I wanted Edge to win, obviously, because you know it's Edge. But I'm, I'm, I'm still flabbergasted from this and the start. Like it started and the show started and ended confusingly. I understand, like you know, Roman is on the best run of his career. You want him to come out strong. I get that, but he's held the title since SummerSlam. Like that's a good, you know, six months, probably closer to eight now. If SummerSlam is in July, do you think possibly they're lining up um, Cesaro or Big E? I still think they might give Cesaro one, and depending on how the people react to that, I mean, Cesaro. I don't think you'll win. I think Cesaro could have an amazing match with Roman Reigns. I do. Oh, I absolutely. Think, I, I don't like Cesaro, the character, that much. But from a wrestling standpoint, do you know what? You've given him an opportunity against Seth Rollins, and he beat him, and it looked great. He had an amazing match. Arguably stole the show yesterday in terms of wrestling. Um, so, you know what? Give him that next level. Say, bro, okay, you have an opportunity now. We're going to give you a, a little trial runner, a little program, maybe a month or two over a pay-per-view or two, you know? Go out there with Roman Reigns, see what you can do. See how the fans react, like you say. I don't know how much he's going to be in front of fans now. Maybe they're probably... I imagine they're probably going to go back to the Thunderdome. I haven't heard anything about Raw or anything like that, so I'm assuming so. And even if they do, it'll probably be much smaller audiences, sample size, depending on where they are. Um, But... Yeah, I, I could see Cesaro stepping in and having some great matches, and then that will give them the idea, and then maybe revisit it later down the line next year at Mania or whatever, and see how we go from there. But you've got Big E who's coming through. One thing you got to say about SmackDown, it's looking really good, man. Any final thoughts on this match before we get into the listener interactions? Um, I don't like the fact that Roman pinned them both. That was like Dominance. it. It it does. It it definitely emphasizes the fact that he is, you know the guy but question for you do you think that he's too strong to the point where it's not going to be believable when he gets dethroned because remember he won this belt by beating the fiend and braun Strowman and triple threat he's now beating edge and daniel bryan two of the greatest all-time technical wrestlers in a triple threat so if he loses to like Big E by himself or cesaro okay it's a great moment but then you're also sitting there thinking what so all of those guys combined couldn't get near him kevin owens couldn't take him down you know daniel bryan couldn't take him down so by the way if daniel bryan gets one more title shot if he comes out on smackdown this week and says i had him i should get a title block right that's it get out <laughs> out <laughs> You are not allowed in here until you think about what you've done. Go and sit in the corner, you naughty little vegan boy. I um, No, none of it. I, I do worry. Do you think that maybe he's just gone over too strong? Yeah, he's definitely, he seems, you know, almost like Hulk Hogan in a way back in the day. And can I just point out, by the way, that every time Hulk Hogan got on a microphone, Cable was booing the shit out of him. <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah, they annihilated the prick, and I loved every second of it. By the way, every time Titus cheered, it was like, every time Titus spoke, they were like, it's fucking great. Also, um, there was a spot during their promo uh, when they both came out, and uh, Hulk Hogan, I think he said scallywags or something, didn't he? And Titus O'Neil with the subtle like thing, he just turns around and goes, you can't call people that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, by the way, shout out to the WWE creative Twitter for arguably the best thing I've ever seen, which you pointed out to me, which is they put up that picture of Alexa Bliss with the black stuff all over her face and said, is this what they were worried? Hulk Hogan was worried would happen to his daughter. I was like, oh, mate, you savages. Good shit. Oh, Good one shit. more shout out. One more. And we got to give it to Bailey because she 
She didn't get a fucking match, which is criminal. Got a moment. She got knocked she... out by the Bellas. Yeah. I love the Bellas. I don't hate them, right? I think they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sick of hearing all these fucking snotty cunts talking about how they don't deserve to be in there. Bullshit. You get in there and take bumps, especially when you're not even designed to be a wrestler, when you're, let's be honest, more of a model or a beauty pageant or whatever you would like to refer to them as. They got in there and they worked fucking hard. And by the end of it, Nikki Bella was having some damn good matches in her career. And now they've moved on. You know, they're, they've made a lot of money as well from reality TV as well. A lot of eyeballs are on this product, particularly from women and young girls, because of what they did and also Kofi Kingston came out I remember him saying like dude these two women really pushed for that evolution you know along with Paige along with AJ you know they really pushed hard for that they really wanted more time and respect for women so yes are you know all the women that have come after them are much better wrestlers we know that however somebody's got to kick open the fucking doors and that's exactly what they did that being said bad mistake sending them out there to beat up Bailey because it just makes them look even more douchey and heel in the eyes of the smarts and you know it's a shame but bailey despite not even getting a chance to wrestle was fucking amazing and so entertaining over both nights i absolutely loved her and the way she just kept taunting hulk hogan and michael cole as well shouting <laughs> at michael cole even from the other end of the stage was brilliant we didn't get michael cole versus bailey that would have probably um really caps off wrestlemania for me if we got that match if she just kicked the shit out of him for five minutes because he's a little prick and i personally didn't think he did that good a job this weekend i think he had some moments where he was okay but i think Corey graves for me was probably again the standout commentator um i think he's you know done real and also i think samoa joe as a kind of commentator has been utterly phenomenal as well but yeah. i find michael cole's commentary to be insufferable um like i say mate anything else you want to add no, but uh, do we have any people tell us how they felt? Uh, we do. Just the one. Now, Lee Meeks sent in his... Lee Meeks is amazing. He's one of our biggest fans. I love him dearly. Uh, some people might recognize him as the guy who won our first giveaway on YouTube. And don't forget, once we get to 400 subs, we'll be giving something away as well. Um, every 100 subscribers that we get, we will give something cool away at a unique uh, piece of wrestling merch, art, or even a T-shirt of your choosing. Um, but yeah, Lee Meeks sent in his thoughts for both nights. So I thought it'd be quite cool to go over them um, because obviously as a little wrap-up at the end, I'd like to get your overall rating for wrestlemania so uh lee under slash meeks is his name on twitter but his actual handle is at lee meeks 13 and lee is spelled l-e-i-g-h give him a follow really really cool guy and a lovely lovely fan of the wrestle plug always got lovely things to say very positive very cool guy um yep he's got plenty to say about wrestlemania as you would expect so let's get into it cool blimey where do we start here all right night one yes 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 here we are <laughs> he's just said here uh, on he's talking about the pre-show he says jbl is hard work uh good to see the king lawler there New Mortal Kombat film is coming out soon. Looks fucking mental. So I assume that's a nod for you, Carl, because I know you're a big fan of Mortal Kombat, as am I. Yeah, baby. Right, here we go. Thought Drew would win and get a proper WrestleMania moment, but I get it. Bobby is being given a reign for a bit. Big win for Bobby Lashley. Disappointed the Riot Squad didn't win the tag team turmoil title opportunity. Rollins versus Cesaro. Fucking awesome match. Cesaro is so underrated. I don't care what people say. His moveset is unusual, but he's at a point now where they must push this guy towards a title reign. That no-hands UFO spin was mental. Fucking one of my favorite spots of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, very predictable, not great. Two blokes that sweat a lot. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, main event was superb. So happy for Bianca. Well deserved. And when she whipped Sasha with her hair, oh my God, I felt it here in Huddersfield, which is up north, by the way. Lovely place. Been to Huddersfield. Got good memories, Huddersfield. Um, LOL. That must have fucking stung. Yeah, it did. Uh, apparently, he's also watched the Chris Jericho Smoking Skull, Broken Skull sessions, and he recommends that we check that out, which we're going to actually do after this. And we're probably going to get a cheeky little review in of everything that we've listened to if we feel like it's uh, worth talking about on the YouTube. So keep an eye out for that if you're still with us. Um, and he's got his thoughts for tonight as well. Uh, that was really fucking cool. The ending of The Fiend versus Randy Orton. And I love the fact The Fiend is restored to his original look. I'm buzzing. I should point out, he is, Bray Wyatt is his favorite wrestler. So he's obviously going to be very happy about that. And I don't think overall it was terrible. I just wonder what the direction is going forward. Um, feel free to chip in, mate, if you have anything to say about it. No, yep. I enjoyed Zayn versus Owens. Uh, women's tag match was better, actually better than I thought it would be. I don't think it was that horrible. I think people are just taking an opportunity to beat up on it because it wasn't as good as everything else. Um, I'm reading a lot of comments online from people very angry at The Fiend losing and saying that Vince is trying to kill off The Fiend, but I'm thinking there's good long-term storytelling here and this will play out, out this will play out, excuse me, between The Fiend and Alexa and we're in for a treat. Hope so, mate. I like your positivity. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Thank fuck Seamus beat that cunt riddle. Well said. Um, oh, you need. <laughs> that's exactly my opinion. Mate, that main event match was absolutely banging. I thought Edge would win. Fucking quality for our all three men should be proud. I can't see Roman losing that title anytime soon. Can you look forward to your podcast? Thank you very much for your interactions. Sir. Um, yeah, no, great stuff, mate. Obviously, a really cool, positive fan. It's nice to talk to fans like that because even we can be guilty of being quite miserable at times as the BC. This uh, is true. So, mate, two nights of WrestleMania. Um, where does this rank for you in terms of WrestleManias? And um, I mean, if I, I'll tell you what, a double barrel question. What would you give WrestleMania out of 10 over the two nights that you saw, WrestleMania 37? And how memorable is this WrestleMania in comparison to the last few? Um, I'll answer that second part first. I think this is because it's the first show with a crowd in over a year. This is going to be a extremely special to everyone, not just the people who are there. One, isn't it? More so yeah. than wrestling. It's all about the emotion here. Like, by the way, like all the people that are there, congratulations. That must have been awesome. But I fucking hate you because yeah, I nice. couldn't be there. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, this definitely. Oh, uh, it, it's going to rank high emotionally because again, it just the crowd, the show, the. Mm pomp and circumstance of that is wrestlemania that we've come to expect and it was awesome for that but overall i I mean it was still a good show overall i think probably probably good you know seven seven and a half out of ten that's exactly exactly what i said seven yeah like it's i've i've seen better but you know i've definitely seen worse but i think they pulled out all the stops they could i think they did their absolute best with everything they were given and what they were allowed to do, you know, with COVID protocols and all that. And it was a home run. I think they knocked this straight out of the park. This is, I think as well, it had quite a fresh appeal, didn't it? Because we haven't seen fans for so long. Um, 
I definitely thought it was 7 out of 10, which for me is well above average. I thought it was a, a very good showing overall. There were some fantastic surprises. I think Bad Bunny's representation and how hard he worked and how well the Miz and Morrison put him over was a really great spectacle. We saw two fantastic champions. How cool is it? The three singles champions in the women's division are Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. And look what they've done out of NXT. NXT really starting to come through now with some good champions, getting the pushes, which is great. Big E slowly starting to find his feet as well. Somebody who came out of NXT. So many NXT talents here that look like they've finally gone over and got into the spot they deserve to be in. Um, yeah, I thought overall it was excellent. There wasn't a single match where I thought that was shit. Just because of the booking, I suppose people might say The Fiend and Randy Orton is the worst match. I'd probably say wrestling-wise as much as I didn't think it was the absolute drizzling shits, but it was still reasonably bad. I thought the women's tag team title match tonight was probably the worst match. But all in all, I thought everyone was excellent. I thought the, the big women's matches were fantastic. The two major, like, you know, heavyweight title clashes. Um I thought, you know, it really started off with a wild pace. And also, let's not forget, they handled the weather delay and things very well. Red carpet, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, they handled the weather well. The professionalism from the wrestlers, the emotion. Um, it had everything you wanted from a WrestleMania, despite all the difficulties that have been put in front of them. And you can say what you like about WWE, and absolutely, I agree. There are some really bad morals and ethics in this company and some racial tendencies and things like that. And there is no fucking excuse for any of that. However, when they work hard, when they put the money in there, when they put on the show, like these shows, they are untouchable. There's a reason that they are the brand in wrestling because they can do stuff like this. And people say, well, yeah, they've had 30 years doesn't matter they can still do it wrestlemania is an incredible spectacle that nothing else matches up to in terms of wrestling it just doesn't don't get me wrong AEW does some great things mlw is fucking fantastic i love impact wrestling so much huge mark for them especially and of course i love nxt uk and i love the brit rest indie scene despite everything that's gone on but when it really comes down to it WWE is the pinnacle for a reason because they can achieve something like this that no other company can. And it was great and it was enjoyable and it's made all the better by watching it with this sexy little piece of meat next to me, Mr. Wilkinson. It's been a joy watching wrestling with you. And of course, Aaron Cruz dropped in for half of WrestleMania. Not even half. What, a quarter? A third? We'll give him a third. We'll be generous. I mean, you know, he did pass out during the Braun Strowman match and that would turn most people off. Understandable, yeah. Yeah, but he's still a bitch. Um, and <laughs> shout out to Cameron and the boys who uh, had their own little house party and watched it. How come how, how I didn't get an invite? I'm only 40 minutes down the road. That's, that is a snub. Do you know what? That's intimidation. That's what it is. He's worried I would get drunk and give him a pile driver on his mum's fucking sofa. That's what it is. I mean, I'm glad because that means I had a buddy to watch it with. There you go. You. Wonderful stuff, oh, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Carl Wilkinson, thank you very much for joining us, brother. Uh, pleasure is always my friend we've got you know the raw after mania tomorrow nxt on tuesday nights now as well oh god there's so much more excuses to watch dynamite <laughs> i don't uh, hate it stop having a go at me i don't hate it it's just i wish they would do some i just just use your talent better that's all i'm gonna say but yeah no there's still loads of wrestling you think oh wrestlemania's out of the way we can all rest now oh wait raw's tomorrow nxt's on tuesday dynamite's on wednesday uh thursday is impact and nxt uk and friday is smackdown (laughs) (laughs) we laugh we laugh with our tears (laughs) yeah yeah seriously my brain is like we're not sleeping again ever are we no also the gym's open tomorrow finally getting shaped 
Um, yeah, that'll do, I think, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for checking out the podcast. If you're listening on your audio platform, thank you very much. Uh, we still keep it going just because there are a few of you loyalists out there who can only really listen via audio, don't have a time frame to be able to watch YouTube because obviously you're at work or whatever. So that's why we keep it going. Uh, it's a small expense, but I feel like it's worth it. We look after our fans here. And thank you to Lee Meeks and anyone else who always interacts with the podcast. We really appreciate that. Don't forget, like, subscribe. Let's get to 400. Let's keep going. Let's build a wrestle plug army. Let's fucking take back true, honest, candid opinions in wrestling and actually have a proper space where people can say what they think without being shit on from every direction. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we've also got massive interviews dropping over the next couple of weeks. I mean, big interviews with big wrestlers, shoot interviews, ruffling feathers, but also some really cool, positive, amazing and empowering women's athletes that have also chosen to join me here at the WrestleBlog. For myself, Aaron X, and from Carl Wilkinson, thank you very much for joining us and we'll catch you very soon for more content from the WrestleBlog.